Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Thanks for being a part of this podcast and for listening today. My name is John, and I really appreciate you taking the time to learn about Christian media marketing and to try to see how you can use media to find seekers in your context. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking with one of my good friends, a fellow worker in the kingdom. His name is Chris, and he works in countries and locations all around the world. So we're going to keep his last name and location secure. But one of the things that Chris does is use his computer talents to try to make a kingdom impact. And one of the ways he does that is through follow-up systems. Now, a follow-up system is really important. And you may not even be thinking about this as you begin to use social media marketing or other types of marketing to try to find seekers. But the reality is, is that if you are a part of a team, more than one or so people, if you're getting multiple contacts, it's really easy for people to fall through the cracks. It's really easy to think, oh, well, so-and-so will talk to them or something's going to happen. And then time goes by and six months later, no one has talked to that spiritual seeker. And so we not only want to make sure that seekers don't fall through the cracks, but in this whole idea of conversations before conversions, we want to make sure that we're continuing to keep that conversation going, that people are getting the right information, that they're talking to the right people, and then ultimately, we're hoping that they will meet up face-to-face with someone in your context. So today's episode, Chris is going to be talking about the system that they have created. It's called Disciple Tools. And this follow-up system is one of many options that are out there, but I think it may be a really good fit for some of you who are listening to this podcast. So without any further delay, here is Chris. All right. I'm here with my friend, Chris, for the podcast. I am excited about this uh, because Chris is my friend and we have shared trips together and rooms and stories and laughs and frustrations and and so much more together. And uh, I, I love this guy. And I'm, I'm so thankful for what he is doing in the kingdom and how he's using his gifts how God has wired him uh, to make an eternal impact. And so, Chris, thanks for being a part of this time together today. You bet. That was generous. But I love being with you too, man. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe for our podcast listeners, if we can just maybe start at the beginning, how did you get started with media to movements, with the media to disciple making movements idea? Um, my personal journey started probably 15 years ago. I made a career in the media web communication world. And, um, I started experimenting with online disciple making and church planting. Uh, probably the biggest step was in second life. If anybody even remembers that 3d kind of 3d virtual world is kind of like a video game with no rules. And, uh, me, I went in and planted a church and ended up finding other guys that were trying to do the same thing. And we saw people come to faith and, uh, I w- it was not organ Like we didn't know what we were doing, but 
it really opened my eyes to like, whoa, we can, we can find people who just have no other way to get to a church. And I think that idea kind of set me on a journey of figuring out who's doing what globally. And uh, I happened to work for a sending organization that gave me a lot of room to make relationships and kind of get involved in the media to movement community. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think we met, um, what, maybe three years ago? Was it in, was it in Finland? Was that the first time we met? It was in Finland, I think. Yeah, and uh, yep. it's pretty cool to see how God has directed from there. Well, I know that one of the things that this podcast today is going to be talking about specifically is the whole idea of a follow-up system, making sure nobody follows through, falls through the cracks. So you find a seeker, you're beginning to disciple them and stuff. And so it, it, you are really one of the architects behind a follow-up system built specifically for media to generational movement type of work. Why, in your opinion, are follow-up systems so important? Um, I think you have some inherent weaknesses to the media outreach world. And one is just ghosting, you know, people, uh, you don't have the advantage of physical presence and the relationship that comes with that. So your capacity to manage larger numbers than you would as a face-to-face person and your ability not to lose or fail to serve any of those people uh, that I think that's just an inherent challenge to this kind of outreach. So, so the follow-up system is really just to serve your ability to um, stay connected and not lose track of large numbers of people. So, so that's its role. Yeah, and really, that's one of those key things, isn't it? The whole idea of large numbers, because if you're talking about a small amount, you could keep it on an index card or an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, totally. We, you know, um, ours, we have built disciple tools and, um, it is uh, open source and available and we've tried to make it that way. And it's sweet spot. I really think for teams is when you're, if you're just one person, the contact list on your phone is going to work for you. Uh, if you're two people, you can kind of work a spreadsheet maybe, but as soon as you get to three, you're, you're really having problems uh, in or, or sharing, or you, if you're working as three independent people, it won't matter. But if you're really trying to work together and work through contacts and work through what might be persons of peace, you, you've got to have something that allows that. And when that happens, that's when you move into this world of uh, contact relationship managers. And the, there is a market full of them. I mean, there are hundreds of variations almost all of them are built for sales of some kind. And so they are engineered for the sales mindset. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into that, but that basically is uh, where you start to get to when your team gets just slightly big enough, or you have almost a team at all. Uh, And then the upper limit, I think is you, once you get into massive media groups or massive uh, kind of large organizations, Though I believe our system serves those, and we're effectively serving quite a few of them that way. When you get to the place where you have plenty uh, available cash, available technologists, available, then then your options for uh, follow up systems and you know complicated systems is more available. But we really care about 
this group that goes from a starter team to a robust country level uh, kind of outreach network. So that that's what we built the site results for. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And really being able to look at what are next steps for a person that you're bringing into that, being able to pass that contact off, that seeker off to maybe somebody else, hopefully in that face-to-face element uh, to see that generational growth taking place. So you looked at a lot of different systems when you were building this or beginning to think about it. I mean, building it was not your first thought, was it? No, I, we were compulsive, actually. I, it was ridiculous. We, we logged 147 con, uh, CRMs that we evaluated. Wow. Um, and the things we were evaluating were stuff like, can a national group without outside or external funding afford this? Like, is it right. affordable? Uh, is, it, is there restrictions that a country, uh, particularly security-sensitive countries or countries where it's really challenging or there's a lot of firewall blocks to that country. Is there any kind of thing there that produces vulnerability or weakness or blockability, right? So we, we had, we had a bunch of these things. Can, can we get it to work out of the box? Cause some CRMs are very configurable, but you're going to have to drop 40 to hundred hours into it to get it to work for your group. So there's just all this like, man, how do we get this to go out for like relatively free? I mean, l- low cost, um, how do we get it to come out of the box ready to work? And but so we tried to find every other solution. We had zero interest in actually being a software company. <laughs> we we have an interest in you know disciple making movements. We want right. to see stuff happen. And so this was just a necessary thing that had to be in place to launch more more teams trying media outreach. So. Yeah, that's and that's just so important when you think about, like you said, the cost and the technical aspect, because, yeah, there's some huge organizations. There's some really large ones that I'm working with that have the funds to be able to develop their own software, even their own applications, whatever else. But for those small teams working or small churches, whatever it is, wherever they are in the world, they're not going to have a lot of expertise or cash or whatever to be able to have a system that helps them make sure they follow up on people. And that's important because we're talking about real people, not just likes or hits or comments on a Facebook post or whatever else. There's somebody really seeking and we want to make sure that there's somebody having a conversation with them and doesn't fall through the cracks. Um, You know, as, as we're talking about this, one of the things that I can almost envision people asking about, especially overseas, is security itself. So on a follow-up system, and there are many other ones, and and in the end of the day, I know you and I are going to say, we just want you using a system that's going to work for you. For people who want to look at Disciple Tools as an option for them, what about security for them? Because it's, it's built on top of WordPress, right? Right, yes. So how does that security work or what kind of things, how would you address that concern about security itself? Oh, well, uh, we run into this question super often and we've been through at this point two, possibly three uh, security audits from professional companies. So, so we've been hitting this at multiple levels. We work North Africa, Middle East. So it's very, I mean, this is our first language is security. Mm-hmm. Where um, we deal with one level of question, which is more uh, headline hype 
like if it's WordPress, therefore it must be insecure. Um, and that's just really poor information. Um, WordPress right now is uh, 33%. So one third of the entire top of the internet, like the most active sites, active business sites, active news sites, one third of them are WordPress sites. Wow. So if it was an insecure system, this would be a not even this kind of uh, dominance in the market. I mean, the next most popular content management systems like 3%. So it's not even, it doesn't even have close competitors. Uh, it's also this open source. So if you think about the open source world, one thing that scares people is that other people can come and look at the code that is written for the system. And uh, that is scary if the code is bad. That is actually encouraging that you've got thousands of developer eyes staring at the code in this system to look for bugs. And so they have this incredibly healthy uh, ecosystem uh, for bug reporting and, and uh, updating of the system. Versus other systems that are closed, nobody's looking at eye, has eyes on the, on the bugs. And so they're actually there and no one's discovering them. So it, it is a way of saying, hey, it's transparency actually makes this thing more secure. So there's, and then Disciple Tools, the WordPress itself is just one aspect. You have to ask other questions about how is the person co communicating with this? Is it SSL? Or is it through an encrypted virtual private tunnel? Is it, is the server sitting in this country or another country? And So there's... Uh, if you really want to get in the security conversation, there's multiple layers that you have to talk through, and uh, it, not all of them involve the WordPress uh, platform or the Disciple Tools platform. So, yeah, that's. Uh, I know there's a lot to that. I know there's so yeah. much to it. It is comforting when you realize that, at least overseas, like I was saying earlier, earlier these are real people. So there are real lives on the line of the security audits and the work that's going into this to make sure to the best of uh, sounds like your all's abilities to make sure that this system is as robust and secure as possible. And, you know, it reminds me I'm ex military, I'm Navy. So we have this idea of watertight doors. Even the system has this ability to compartmentalize all of that, which is one of the things that I like that I can hand off a contact and they're responsible. That person they know that that they've been asked and that contact is is assigned to them and all of that is trackable there's charts there's dashboards to see all this stuff so i love that so chris i i know there's a lot more that we could do and i, I want to keep this podcast as short as possible for people but the website where people can go to check out this follow-up system uh what, what's that web address for that it's disciple.tools Disciple Tools, all right, so there's no .com or whatever, just Disciple.Tools, and they can go there, and uh, and this is free, right? The Disciple Tools is a free follow-up system, so I'd really encourage people at least to check it out, to look at some of these other ones. It might be something they can use, it might not be, but uh, they can at least go and they can uh, find that there are people out there who are using their computer skills for kingdom work, which to me is just an amazing thing. And Chris, I appreciate your time to get today on this podcast and for sharing about this and for the work that you're doing. It's important. And I just appreciate it and you very much. So thanks again so much for being a part of this. Thanks, John. Appreciate you. 
All right, there you go, my friend Chris, who is using his talents to see the kingdom advance in places where, honestly, we didn't see much traction even just a few years ago. So I hope it's an encouragement to you, and I do hope that you will do your homework to find a system that will help you keep track of the people that the Lord is bringing to you. All right, there you go for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you will subscribe if you haven't already, that you'll tell other people about it. And I would love it if you could leave five stars in a rating on whatever podcast platform that you are using. Next week's podcast is going to be a technical one, talking about some of the specific changes that are happening right now in the social media world. So I hope you'll Log in, listen to it. It comes out every Friday about 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning in the U.S. so that our European listeners can get it early morning as they're drinking their coffee. Thanks again for listening. Take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for Him and for His kingdom.